Listeners, and welcome to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. It's a pleasure to have you guys here. Thank you, as always, for joining us. And uh, our program here, as you know, we interview and we spotlight people from around the country and around the world who are out in the streets doing the work of the kingdom, out there healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils, binding up brokenhearted, and more importantly, advancing the kingdom, because that's what it's all about, my friends. So thank you for joining us today and for uh, sticking here with us. We are go- actually completed our first year of the show. We're into our second year now, and we're still interviewing just amazing men and women of God every week here on the show. And uh, joining me today is a very interesting gentleman who I managed to connect up with on Facebook and social media, and we have uh, chat a little bit about uh, kind of what he's doing. And this gentleman joining me today works in the medical field in the nursing area. And in addition to that, in addition to his work in this in that particular area, a lot of street ministry at the same time. Joining us today from West Springfield, Massachusetts, Mr. Sean Hurley. Sean, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, sir? Good, good. Morning. Thank you very much for having me. So it's great to have you here, and uh, what we usually open with is a testimony. So what can you share with us that you've seen that is something kind of big, something crazy, kind of out there, out of the ordinary? What do you, what do you got? What can you share with us? I, um, I, I like to go back just to my first uh, cancer healing, uh, because for me, it was, it was personal. It was close to home. Uh, my brother-in-law was diagnosed with a large tumor uh, in his colon. And um, he's a non-believer, and I got a phone call from his wife asking if I would pray for him going to the hospital. And uh, I walked into this setting that was just all medical, uh, no nothing to God or anything, and just walked in and and just believed uh, in who I was in Christ. And I remember just telling him, "Listen, God's going to take this. Don't worry about it." And and praying for him. And, and the power that he felt being released into him well, was incredible. I mean, before we left the room, when we entered, he looked like he was dying. I mean, just death all over him. And as we were speaking, we looked, and it looked like somebody had just infused the life into his whole body. And uh, about three days later, they had him set up the doctors for chemotherapy, um, long-term radiation, because the tumor was really large. And uh, we got a call as my wife and I were on the way to the grocery store uh, from his wife. And uh, the doctors went in to do another scope, get some more things uh, about the tumor, location, size, uh, and it was gone. It was completely gone. And the doctors, uh, their explanation was, uh, well, it must have moved. Let us do some more tests. Mm -hmm. And they looked all over for it, and it was gone. And... At the same time, um, his wife was suffering from severe gout. And why I had her gout to leave from her foot, and it completely left. Oh, cool. And she, it was her first miracle in her life, and she just started praising Jesus. It, it, was, it was just a beautiful combination. Wow. Was that your first experience with cancer? Um, no, actually, that was, my, that was my third one, but that was the one that post the home up. I had prayed for, uh, I got a Facebook message one day, my first cancer. 
uh, uh, director of nursing services. Uh, one of her friends had a uh, breast cancer that had come back, and uh, I prayed for her. She was going for a, a biopsy in the morning, and I, I prayed for her the night before, and the tumor disappeared. Wow. Couldn't find anything. That was that was like that was just really really uh, joyous joyous occasion for us. It's crazy. And then back to the original story you were telling us here. Um, what is the follow up to that? Has it been can- has he been cancer free since then? Well, Anything else? Cancer free? No, nothing else. Cancer free. Um, and uh, yeah, he's just he's loving life. And what was the response of the doctors after they did? They looked around for everything else, couldn't find it. What was the follow up to all that? Uh, there was no explanation. They must have made a mistake. And, and of course, after this, both um, my sister-in-law and uh, brother-in-law gave their lives to Jesus, which was just to top off everything. It was great. <laughs> That's brilliant. So as uh, you and I chatted about, you have uh, done a lot of street ministry. You hit the streets kind of wherever you go. Uh, what have you seen out in the street among uh, strangers? Because a lot of times healing for family and healing for strangers are vastly different things. So what what have you seen in your experience? Uh, I, I have seen, uh, especially being out on the street, there's a there's almost a, there's a heavier, if I can use the term, uh, dose of the Holy Spirit on you and uh, lots of words of knowledge. Uh, we walk the streets. I usually go with a friend of mine, Joe, and uh, we walk the streets. And it's almost like whatever we call into being is. There's only been a few exceptions where people haven't been healed. Uh, backs, lights growing out in the street, and not even touching people, just pointing and commanding. And things are, backs are being straightened, uh, emotional issues are being dealt with, um, short arms, short legs, pain in the body, wherever it may be, most of it moves for us. Wow. Wow, that's crazy. And um, something you just said, which kind of um, got me thinking, and I know this is uh, something that we've seen in, in street ministry that we've done as well. When you say you can actually just point as opposed to laying hands on someone, because you figure, you know, some guy on the street comes up to you and is talking about Jesus and healing, you know, people get a little weirded out. And then now this guy's touching me, <laughs> which is like a whole nother thing. So um, what... um. When you say now, for our listening audience, so that when you can just point at something, what is the difference between laying hands or pointing, or kind of what's the mechanism there? What can you share about that? Well, I find that the laying on of hands is, of course, traditionally biblical. Go lay hands on and heal the sick. I find that that passing of anointing and the releasing of the Holy Spirit into a person, it's what I would prefer to do. It seems more... um, Powerful, if you will, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, but, but walking out there, the Holy Spirit started talking to me one day, and he said, just point. And even to the point of when I lay hands on people also, not to speak anymore in certain situations. So I don't really know why one way is preferred and the other one isn't to the Holy Spirit, but it's... I remember going out one day with my friend Joe, and we just pointed at everybody. That's and power was released into their body, and and the looks on their faces were it was priceless. They didn't know what was going on, and uh, but yeah, I, I find that um, it's different in almost every situation for us. Sure. 
And uh, when you're out on the street, how generally is it received? Because with us, you know, we, we kiss a lot of frogs before we find our prince to pray for. So um, when you guys go out, how are you generally received in this case? Um, we're received pretty well. Um, we approach it in a way where it's, uh, it's so a typical line is, hey, listen, we're just a couple of Christian guys walking around you know, wanting to know, do you have anything in your body that needs to be healed? you got any pain? We usually open up with that. We find that more people allow us to pray for them. And because if we come up and say, hey, you know, Jesus is this and this and this and this, we find that people have heard the name of Jesus, and then usually what's attached to it is some type of moral requirement. Right, right. So that, that works for us, because people okay. want their pain gone. Okay, excellent. And uh, Sean, we got about a minute or so before we have to cut out for our break. Um, in your healing testimonies, have you seen the healings that are accompanied by any kind of like signs or wonders or even like demonic manifestations as well? Uh, yes, I, I had a woman who was uh, oppressed and, and depressed and her body was, was crooked, her hips were out of line, and the Holy Spirit was my, really my first deliverance there. He, okay. he told me to blow into her ear. Okay. And, and I flew into her ear three times, and her it went right through her other ear, and um, oh, wow. she was delivered. Yeah, she was delivered, and her hip grew out, her leg grew out, and then another woman. I blew into the middle of her back, and it came out her face, and her ear opened. She was deaf in one ear, and I, I didn't even know that. She never even disclosed that. Uh, so, wow. yeah, really wild stuff. So, you know, what we can take from this segment, and again, we're kind of at the end of our segment here, um, what we can take from this is that a lot of times, I don't know if there's necessarily a right or wrong way to do it. I think there's just an (laughs) obedient way to do it, and uh, I think is, what I like to say is when you have authority, you basically get to do it how you want. So whether you're pointing, laying hands, or, or, you know, the spirit steps in and says, all right, blow air in her ear, (laughs) then you do it, you know? So... um, Listeners kind of be sensitive to that, that uh, don't ever get hung up on formulas. It's it, it's not a good thing. It's, it's okay to kind of get you started and get your feet wet, but after that, you got to break out of that and just flow with it. it. It's It makes a huge difference. So, all right, listeners, Sean Hurley joining us from West Springfield, Massachusetts today, talking about street ministry, as well as his, uh, we're going to hear about his uh, experience as a nurse when we come back as well. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast, and we'll be back right after this. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, welcoming you back to 
Our program here, the Heal the Sick podcast, where we just interview amazing men and women of God from all around the world talking about their journey, their experience, and um, anytime, visit the website dominionfire.com for the full catalog of of this program, and make sure you share it, listen to them all, check them out. There's so much good material in all of them. And the underlying theme of everything is, is that Jesus is really awesome. You'll find that in every show. God is really amazing with what he does, and he's still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And uh, on the show, what I am really struck by is that we get guests who have kind of been in the trenches for years and decades and have been doing this. And we also get guests on the program that just get started in this. Maybe it'd be a year or two years or even just a couple weeks in some cases of just learning how to minister healing and just walk in the power. And you'll find that they're all getting results. They're all seeing the same stuff happen and in varying degrees with experience, of course. But in general, it's it's happening for real, legitimately. And our guest today has been sharing some of that with us. Uh, Sean Hurley joining us today, West Springfield, Massachusetts. A lot of street ministry also in the nursing profession. So um, dealing with a lot of uh, sickness and you know where that is. The uh, grace super abounds in its place. So um, Sean, we'd like to hear about you in this segment. If you could share your background and experience, and uh, you were telling me about kind of something wild that happened to you uh, with your first real encounter with God. So walk us through your background and experience and tell us about you. Sure. Okay. So back in uh, 1981, uh, I'm 18 years old, and uh, I'm growing up in a rough neighborhood, and I'm struggling with uh, the disease of alcoholism. And I end up in, in jail for 18 months, and uh, I'm, I'm sitting in a county jail. Now, all my life I've known Christians and, and people of church and, and all that, and I really didn't believe in that stuff. So I'm sitting in a jail cell, and one night I, I write a letter to these Christians that were actually my partner in crime at the time. Uh, it was their parents who had taken me in as a teenager. Okay. And they're you know very loving people. I wrote them a letter, and I said, if there's a blank, blank God, why don't you do something for me? And uh, they sent me a letter back, and they said, you know, if you want Jesus in your life, um, ask him to come in. And they sent me a book called Prison to Praise, uh, Merlin Carruthers, a Baptist minister, I believe. And before I'm halfway through with the book, reading it in my cell, I put it down, the Holy Spirit fills me. And I'm yelling through the jail, he's real, he's real, he's alive. It's not, the church isn't just a building, he's alive. And I'm speaking in tongues, and I'm being filled and cleansed, and I, I stand up, and, and my legs won't hold me, and I fall against the wall. And uh, brand new, I'm a brand new person instantly, instantly filled with love for everything. And it's like my mind had been opened, and I was brand new. My first experience. And uh, I, I'll just, I'll relate to uh, maybe just one of the miracles that happened while I was in there. Many happened while I was in there and, and when I got out. But uh, after that happened, uh, I'm in a Bible study. Uh, I said, I need to go to Bible study. And, and I don't know why I needed to. I just needed to. And I remember being in there and I said, God, show me in some audible or visual way that these prisoners believe in you, that they're not just using this to get out of their cells. And of course, I got a few, you know, the crummy looks and, you know, was it a really good prayer to pray, I guess. And uh, so on one in the morning, I'm laying in my cell and I'm singing to God because the acoustics in the old uh, York Street jail were wonderful. And mm-hmm. a guard came up and started banging on the bars. And he said, hey, be quiet. It's one in the morning. And I said, okay, okay. And he takes about five steps away. 
and the Holy Spirit rushes into my body like a wind. There's no windows around me. It fills me. I start singing at the top of my lungs. And of course, he thinks I'm a wise guy. So he brings another guy, in, and they're taking me to the hole. Mm-hmm. So you go into the hole, and I'm just filled with love. And I, I'm, can I put my pants on? Can I grab a blanket? I've never been to the hole, so I don't know what's going on. But I'm walking down the pier, and the reality hits me that I'm going to the hole. So I'm not feeling so good now. <laughs> and all of a sudden, from right, all of a sudden, from all the way down the other end of the cell block, I hear, praise the Lord. And 150 prisoners start singing to God. And then I wow. remember my prayer in the Bible, the Bible study. They start singing and praising God. My head shoots up now. Now I'm strutting to the hole. You know, I'm just like filled. And they open up the door to the hole and it's dark. And I walk in and it fills with light. I mean, the only thing I could describe is like angel wings fluttering. The whole place filled with light. And I turned around to these guys filled with love. And I said, I know you guys don't know what you're doing. I said, I love you both and Jesus loves you. And we're not doing nothing wrong. And they shut the door and I just started dancing and praising God. It was really a great time. Wow. Yeah, it was good. So, <laughs> so wow, I'm, I'm a little taken aback there. <laughs> so what we're saying there is, is that God will basically meet you anywhere you're at then. Anywhere. And with the crudest prayer. He'll take the crudest prayers. No big fancy words or anything like that, huh? Well, if there is a blank, blank God, why don't you do something for me? So awesome, man. So after that, when you got out back into the world and uh, started getting back on your feet, how did your your faith in, in this kind of work start locking in for you? Well, I, I'm in prayer one day, and, uh, and I, I heard the Holy Spirit's voice, and he said, go to Mercy Hospital and apply for a job. And I said, okay. So I go, and I get an interview right away, so I'm feeling good. And uh, the woman's reading my application, and she comes to the park. She goes, oh, Mr. Hurley, uh, I see you've been convicted of uh, multiple felonies. And you know, I'm a Christian, so I'm, I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm going, yes, ma'am, like it's a badge of honor or something. And um, I go, yes, well, I guess I have. And she goes, and you're on parole, I said, well, yes, I am. She, she just looked at me like I had four heads, and she said, I'm sorry, Dr. Hurley. <laughs> Hospital policy says uh, we, we, we can't hire people. We, we have strict rules about that stuff. And I remember leaning over the desk, and I really puzzled. And I said, yeah, but God sent me. <laughs> she goes, oh, okay, then. <laughs> you have a great day. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, in that so, case, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she, she just was like, "Really?" <laughs> and so I went home and I was puzzled because I, I knew the voice of the Holy Spirit. And uh, anyways, two days later, this woman rings my phone and she said, "Mr. Hurley, are you still interested in that job?" Rewrote hospital policy, and I share that because I do a lot of prison ministry. And I share that with guys who have felonies. I tell them, if God wants you somewhere, nowhere in the natural or no computer bank will keep you out. And it gives uh, them a lot of hope. It really does. Wow. Yeah, it's 
good stuff. All right. So you get the job, I, I guess. Then. <laughs> yeah, I got the job. <laughs> and and from there, so now that you got this job, how has um, how has it evolved from there? Well, uh, you know, bumps and, and, and bruises in the road and then riding that mountaintop Christian experience, I really wasn't trained up in the Bible or in the ways uh, of God, being a Christian man. And uh, what happened to me, if you don't feed on the Word, you need to feed on something. And, and that's what happened to me. Is I fed on something that wasn't the Word, and, and I fell back into the alcoholism, and uh, got sober uh, through a, a national program and uh, stayed sober for a long time, but never really did anything with God again, just in word service for about 30 years. And that walked around saying, praise the Lord, and never really did anything further than that, not even the word. And then uh, about a year and a half ago, I joined this church, maybe two now. They're really Bible-based uh, and they believed in the gifts of the Spirit. And I went to South Africa with them on a missions trip. And in there, we're praying for people in tents and, and just being of service. And it brought me back. The Holy Spirit just filled me and said, this is what it's about, Sean. Love. And I love you. I've never left you. I know everything you've done since we've met. And I just love you. Now, start being a Christian. And here's how you do it. It's in the Word of God and time alone, and getting to establish that relationship with Jesus. And ever since then, uh, I just believe this thing of identity, that I am who God says I am, regardless of what you say I am, or even my own mind says I am. And I just started walking it out. And uh, wow. the miracles of healing started to happen. And you, at the same time, as you were doing this, you came across uh, the information from guys like uh, Dan Moeller and Todd White as well, right? Right, right. Because I mean, uh, a woman had called me and said, listen, I, I had a dream, and you have the gift of healing. I said, I, I believe her. And she said, go look up some John G. Lake. I started looking up him, and, and I ran across Dan Moeller and Todd White. And Dan Moeller was starting to just talk about identity, and so was Todd White. You are a Christian. This is who you are. God's not mad at you. And, and, these, and this is what you possess as an inheritance. I believed him. I started to walk out on the street alone, me and the Holy Spirit. I remember the first guy I tried to heal. <laughs> he chased me away. I mean, and, and just praying for people, and they would do the weirdest, grossest things you could imagine. But I just kept going. And then this one guy... He spoke broken English. I prayed for his back, you know, on a big brace. When I got done praying, he looked at me and said, good. I said, what? Good, back, good. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and then ever since then, you know, I'd be down there and I'd be praying for the, the prostitutes out on the street, tell them how much God loved them, and then get healed of this pain, that pain, and it, it is just escalated into into greater healings, if that's a proper term, but um, just into so many different healings that it, it hasn't stopped. 
That's brilliant. You know, I, I love the fact that, and, and we touched on this as we opened up, is that, you know, you, you had told me that you didn't attend the fancy Bible college and you don't have the huge congregation and ministry and all this. You know, just like me, you're just a guy. <laughs> right. And we're just hitting the streets. And as you go, when the things present themselves, you deal with it. And uh, I, I think that's so important. We, we've had a recent run of guests on the show that are like that, where kind of brand new to this in, in a lot of ways and just kind of figuring it out and just seeing amazing things. So it, it it's so encouraging when I have a guest like that. And, and I thank you for sharing that, that uh, it, it's, it, it's not, it's not about who you are. It's about who he is. <laughs> Bottom line. And that's the best way I could put it to you. So um, Sean, we're up against our second break. We actually ran a little long here, but it's too good to stop. So uh, <laughs> got to cut here though. So we're going to take our second break listeners and we'll be back right after this here on the Heal the Sick podcast. So keep it here. Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back. Third segment of the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you. Heal the Sick, live. No, not live, but you know what I mean. Coming from Las Vegas, Nevada, Saint City. Love it out this way and uh, love the fact that we have things like Skype and social media, Facebook, and all these different ways to connect up with people because, you know, it's, have we not had these things? We, I would never know what I know today. I've never seen the things I've seen. I, who knows how, how, where I would have been you know, in, in faith and in ministry at this point. So I'm truly grateful for these different areas of social media, including podcasting and, and just being able to put this out to you. So I do appreciate everybody listening in from all around the world. Thank you so, so much. And please make sure you share this with everybody you can think of. We got to get this word out that, uh, you know, God, God is legit, man. He's doing his thing and he's been doing it every day since and for the rest of history, he's doing it. So make sure you share the show with people. And uh, if you're on an, um, an iTunes user, Mac user, if you would please uh, find the podcast in iTunes and please give us the good old five-star review and a couple nice comments because the more of those that we get, the higher up in the rankings we get and the more the word gets out. So I appreciate if you would also help us in that regard. Our guest today, Sean Hurley a uh, from West Springfield, Massachusetts, works in the nursing area, street ministry as well, and we've been hearing amazing stories, amazing testimonies, supernatural moves, and all this kind of stuff, and as Sean was telling me in the break, a lot of this comes out of establishing a relationship with God, the actual time spent, and the identity that comes out of it, so Sean, what can you share about that today with us? Um, I, um, I remember when I was first starting this, it, it was in and, and I listened to guys who had been doing it for years, like the, the Dan Muller, Pete Cabrera, uh, Todd White, uh, Curry Blake. I listened to a lot of teachings, and what I found is that the more time uh, that I 
spent in the Word was good. It, it grounded me in who I was, the gifts that I possessed, the inheritance uh, that I possessed, um, which was really important. But I found one of the most important things, or two of the most important things for me, were uh, fasting on a regular basis and spending time alone um, with God. And I have a prayer room, which I'm actually in now. Uh, I have a prayer room, and it started off in the basement in a little cubby hole I have down there, and I would just sit there in a chair, be my special place for God and I. And uh, I came up here to the second floor, and I have a nice big room, and I, I would lay on my face, and I do this every day, and I'm just quiet before the Lord. And I just allow Him to love me, allow Him to just build that relationship as I stay faithful to the time. He just builds in me and, and, and possesses me more. Um, a tip for people who are going to do this, if you're married, I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> you do have to make time for your wife and for the people <laughs> you call. <laughs> yeah. There was not yeah. a balance. <laughs> and my poor wife, I have, a, I, have a, I have a wonderful wife. She is amazing. And she goes out on the streets with me. And she, the other day, she just led nine women to Christ. Beautiful to see. But I, it, at first, it was, I would spend four or six hours on my face. And, uh, you know, and yay, yay, God, but you, you tend to take a beating because, you know, the rest of your family. So after a while, I learned some balance, which I'm still trying to learn because the love relationship that's established in your heart as you're doing this, you're in love. You're in love with your wife, but now you're in love with Jesus. You're, you're, and it's hard sometimes to balance the two, but I found that the more time I spend with Jesus alone, the healings, the words of knowledge that the Holy Spirit speaks to me about people's lives are greater and greater and greater. And Jesus, that love is established in it. It seems like the Holy Spirit just flows. It's good stuff. Yeah, that's um, that's amazing. And um, when when you do this, now I'm I'm so glad you actually brought this up because it's one of those almost like little peeves I have when you, you kind of talk to people and they say, oh, you know, you got to spend time with God or you got to get alone with God. And it's like, okay, yes, I agree. But what does that physically mean? <laughs> and I, I struggle with that for a long time. And I'm so glad that you mentioned this. You sequestered a space for yourself. You got on the floor and just let it go, you know, just kind of. It just surrender, I guess, is the best way to put it. So it's, it's as you're doing this also, are there any other practical applications? Like, do you pray in spirit? Do you journal? Do you listen to music? What, physically, what do you do? Yeah, and that's, that's great because music really lifts me into a, I love to dance in, in my prayer room. The music just lifts me to a, a place of praise and worship that it's hard to get to otherwise. And, and I do take literally even more so in the past couple of weeks because Holy Spirit's been prompting me to pray in tongues without ceasing. Uh, and, and in my job and wherever I can, I try to pray in tongues. And uh, it, it just, it gives me, if I, if I can use this phrase, I just know things that you wouldn't know. Uh, is the best way that I can describe it. Doing this really, I believe, 
develops the character of Christ inside of me. And that's all I want people to see because if you start to see Sean, all bets are off, you know, that, that whole deal. I just want them, the Christ to come forward and, and that power released. And I find that in, in the printing of tongues and the worshiping with the music. And of course, uh, time for the word. The word comes to life when you, when you sit and you take some time to meditate on it. And, and it's living. It holds that power. When I first started to read the Bible, I thought it was just another book. And then the Holy Spirit got involved. And it's not just another book. It's a life-transforming manuscript uh, to, to build the Spirit. Brilliant. That's what I found. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a thing, and and you know, a, a couple years into the the healing part of it, and you know, coming up on maybe a decade now for me as a Christian, I'm just starting to figure this out myself of of spending actual time, and uh, you know, it's interesting is with uh, this time of year, it's the back to school, so I found uh, those little spiral notebooks on sale for 19 cents each, so I bought like a bag full of them, and just every day, every other day, just kind of when it strikes, I just uh, put the date at the top and write a letter to God and say, all right. You're up, <laughs> and I just wait to hear from him. So, <laughs> so it's like prophetic journaling, which I've I, I've done at different points in my life, but now I'm getting back into it, you know, more um, deliberately, I guess, and uh, getting some answers to questions, which is really really nice. So, what you're saying is everything basically you've said today has spoken to me in some capacity, and I'm I'm so grateful for uh, for your time and for just sharing that with us. So thank you for that. And if people would like to find you, catch up with you, maybe chat with you a little bit, have you pray for them. I know you pray for people on Facebook a lot. So how can people track you down? Where can they find you? Uh, you can uh, find me on Facebook, uh, Sean Hurley. Uh, I think it's yahoo67.com. Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure about that, but I do have an email address, uh, S-J-H-U-R-L-E. The number six two at comcast.net or gmail.com. Uh, uh, and also, um, if somebody needs prayer, um, my, my phone number being 413-271-0121. You can call me and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. I do a lot of phone prayer and a lot of people get healed all over the world. That's brilliant. So listeners, also, uh, if you're having any trouble finding Sean, by all means, make sure you email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com or any of our social media, our website, Dominion Fire, uh, and I will put you in touch with him. So make sure that if you're looking for him, you can't find him, please find me. I'm a pretty easy guy to locate. So uh, send me your info and I will connect you guys up. So uh, if you need prayer, by all means, get a hold of this guy. He's uh, he's getting results. I see. I'll follow him on Facebook. I see what he's doing all the time. Cool stuff is happening. So um, definitely uh, give him some encouragement as well, and uh, share with him, and just let's build this relationship. You know, we're all a uh, we're we're a family and a body of believers, so we got to uh, got to look out for each other, got to uh, take care of each other. So make sure you do that. And Sean, as we're getting ready to wrap up, uh, my it, it's sad we got to say goodbye, but before we go, I always ask if our guests will pray for the audience. So um, in our closing time here, would you please pray for the audience? And if, um, again, any promptings, any word of knowledge, you hear a name or a sickness to call out, by all means do it. So uh, please pray for our audience right now and take us all the way to the amen. Father God, I thank you so much. I thank you that you love us so much, Lord. In Jesus' name, I just, I command I command Randy's infirmity to come out of him now in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Cancer, I command you leave. Laura's life in Jesus' name. Right now, get out in Jesus' name. Father, 
I pray a blessing on everyone who listens to this podcast and hears my voice, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit through this voice will heal every sickness that their body has by my authority in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father. May you be glorified forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, listeners. Again, Sean Hurley, thank you for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you. And and anytime, listeners, that you need to uh, track us down, our website is dominionfire.com, where you'll find all of our links and all of our information, as well as facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com at healingminister, youtube.com slash dominionfirechurch, and uh, I got a whole bunch of them. So just go to dominionfire.com and you'll find them all. You can also email us directly at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, and we will help you however we can. So if you would like to, uh, again, connect up with anybody that's been on the show or you're having any trouble or any issues, by all means, let us know and we will help you out. So uh, dominionfire.com. So listeners, thank you as always for being here. Again, I appreciate you. I appreciate all of our guests, and I just love the impact that the show is having on on people around the world. We're starting to get so many emails and testimonies and feedback that people are hearing the show and things are happening. So it just, it, it warms my heart, I got to tell you. It's, it's nice to see that... Uh, that, that we're able to provide that for people. And I'm so grateful, not only to you, but but uh, to Jesus as well for all the stuff that he's done for us. It's just amazing. So let's keep the fire going. Thank you again, as always, for listening. And we'll see you next time as we always close our show with, remember, boom goes Yeshua. Amen. Amen.